Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, I want to take the opportunity of this week's episode to congratulate you on finally getting your driver's license. Well, thank you, Justin. It's not, I mean, it's not finally like the first time, though, to it be fair. It's such a proud moment for any husband. Well, no. His wife finally can take to the road <laughs> no, and experience I, the freedom of the wind in your hair. I mean, I had a license. I did. I got it when I was 16. That's I just I, I just let it expire. Uh, hard. You it, let it really, you didn't let it expire. You watched it die for a year. I didn't, I, I didn't even know it had expired until it was like eight months over. America. Eight months Surrounding gone. nations. Earth. This is not a goof. Uh, Sydney did really let her license expire so hard that she had to <laughs> return to the DMV for a... <laughs> Frankly, inspiring three-hour, uh, you know, we should have had like a meetup. Hey, want to meet your old pal, Justin Sydney? Come hey, to the Huntington DMV. we're at the DMV Huntington DMV forever. all morning, Monday morning, this morning, because I had to take both the written examination as well as the practical test, and I studied for them. You did. That and you stuff's did a great... kind of tricky. It is. They change the laws every every now and then. They do. You want to know how far away from a stop sign you can park? You just ask me. I, I will. Uh, but you had to because you're. I'm going to uh, L.A. for E3 pretty soon, and you have to be able to, to get around. I know. I wasn't going to walk everywhere. Yeah. Come, come on. on. I'm going to be so pregnant by then. Super you're going to leave me to walk. So in, in his own defense, to save him from the guilt, Justin forced me to go get my license renewed. Yeah. While you're gone, you can't forget to bring me back a magnet. Yes, I will. We... Uh, Pretty much every place we've gone, unless there's like such a small population there that they don't have magnet production abilities, we've retrieved a magnet and placed it upon our refrigerator. And not not the most original, no, not of really tourist treasures. But and you you know you but say they are ubiquitous. So they are nice. ubiquitous. You said even places where they don't make magnets. We do you remember we did get one in Honduras and tried to make it into a magnet. Yes, we did try to fashion. I mean, well, we never made it into a magnet, but that was the plan. We said that we yeah, bought we'll a little this into a magnet. No problem. <laughs> we bought a little wooden thing and we were like, yeah, we'll just glue a magnet to yeah, the back of it and stick like it to the fridge. We, sounds like something we do. We'll never do that. Now we have a, a, a fridge that's just littered with magnets. I'm worried it's going to be. We can put your driver's license up there. Once, once your official one arrives. Thanks. I know. Once my federal ID arrives, I'll put the paper. Could be a lot there. of pressure on our on our forthcoming child. It's like, well, got fridge full of magnets. 
How how about it? What you got? What draw you, something. Draw something. Get an A on something. Get an A on something. I need a smiley face. I need a gold star. I need something to put a up great there. Great job sticker. Anything. Come Just on, like, kid. Because otherwise they are utterly uh, purposeless. Well, I mean, not completely. Well, what? How, like how so? Well, there are other things you can do with magnets. Give me name or, one thing. Well, okay, maybe that you can't do with magnets, but maybe that people thought you could do with magnets. Okay, I'm into it. Like cure disease, maybe. Oh, boy, you're going to turn this into an episode. I thought we were just having a pleasant conversation about magnets. Because that's what people love to hear on the internet. They you like to listen. They talk about they bureaucracy, our podcast. <laughs> travel plans. It's got everything. And, and the magnets on our fridge. Do you want me to just go downstairs and start describing them did, one by one? Did somebody suggest this? I feel like someone suggested this Somebody one. did. Ross suggested this. Thank you, Ross. So thanks, Ross. You're a, a great person. So I want to tell you about magnets, but I want to start with, I, as I was reading about magnets as medicine, I came across a couple places where they listed like the legends of where did magnets come from. I don't really think these are, I don't know, maybe these are considered legends. So one is that there was a Greek shepherd named Magnus Mm -hmm. and that he noticed that there's a certain stone that has magnetic properties called a lodestone. Uh, This was actually a lodestone or a a guiding stone. It was in a compass originally Mm. used by a sailor Mm -hmm. to navigate. So he noticed that his iron staff was attracted. It was like pulled towards the lodestone Mm -hmm. Um, or perhaps the iron nails in his sandals were. Seems like a big difference yeah. for the myth. Yeah. One of the two, though, made him come up with magnetism. <laughs> uh, the the alternative theory that I found is that there's an area in Greece called Magnesia where there are a lot of volcanic rocks that have magnetic properties. Isn't there a milk of magnesia? Yes. Okay. That's magnesium, though. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, well. So, but you're right. Yeah. I wonder if they come from a similar... What's wrong with their cows, I think, is the big question. <laughs> it seems pretty rough there for, for, for the cow population. They're not, that's, that's a whole other issue. That's not really milk. If you Are you ever drinking that as milk? No. Hold on. No. Don't drink that as milk. Are you putting that on your cereal? Never. Don't dunk your Oreos in milk of magnesia. No, never again. That's a whole issue. So either way... Somehow we came up with the word magnet. Maybe uh-huh. it was a Greek in his sandals. Maybe maybe it was either way. It's Greek, so we'll we'll leave it there. Um, but as as long as we've understood that there were magnets, we've tried to use them uh, to help us because they seemed magical. I guess I guess this was the idea. Magnets had this kind of weird uh, magical ability to pull things towards them. It is the close. I mean, like if you don't know. If you were to ask yourself, magnets, how do they work? And you don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> it would seem, I grant you, magical. Because it's one of the few things where, like, you, I mean, gravity, okay, I guess that draws one thing towards another thing, but, like, kind of in the most boring way possible. If you didn't know anything about magic, I, I think that does seem like the closest we have to, like, a, a observably magical forces. Isn't that what Insane Clown Posse was fascinated by? Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Oh. Remember when I said magnets, how they work? <laughs> I, didn't know, I thought that was an inadvertent No, it was vert, It was vertent. <laughs> Just perhaps Sorry. not not vertent enough for my beloved wife and co-host. <laughs> but next time I'll put some makeup on before to just really nail it down. 
It's been a rough day. I've been at the DMV all day. <laughs> this this uh, fascination has grown has been cross cultural. Um, the Greeks, the Chinese, the Egyptians, all tried to use magnets. Uh, usually the same naturally occurring lodestone form of magnet um, for something. Aristotle tried it for pain. Just kind of put these magnets on you. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe your disease is metal. The uh, Chinese uh, mentioned it in their pharmacopoeias for many different ailments. Um, A lot of this was based on the idea that if magnets pull on metal, maybe they, they pull, pull on, on uh, disease. Germs. <laughs> also, we don't know what germs. We don't know what germs are. We don't know what disease really is. For all they so, knew, diseases were made of metal. That, well, maybe they're predicting nanobots. Someday, when all diseases caused by nanobots that are wiping out the planet, you will be happy for magnetized medicine because that is the only thing that will be able to stop them. Because it'll rip them from your body forcefully. Through every pore of your skin, that's probably not a good way to do it. Um, the you mentioned the Chinese. Uh, it's funny you should say that because I. Uh, this is one of my very few additions. We talked uh, in the Eternal Life episode about Alex Chu, the guy who made the um, Eternal Life rings. Yes, and those were based on th- those. Those have. Uh, those were neodymium magnets in rings. That's what he was using. So he said he was basing it off of huh. Chinese medicine. So the, it, it was it was off of these practices that he created his eternal life uh, rings and foot braces. So really sound medical mm-hmm. well, basis here. Old, at least. Really old medical grounding. I don't grounding. know why you refuse to respect your elders in the same way that Alex Chu does. Well, I'm mentioning them. That's true. You're giving them a passing... <laughs> giving them credit for this bad passing idea. Passing nod in our podcast. So they they tried to attract disease out of the body, and they thought it probably had something to do with fluids in the body and forces in the body, and my, why not respond to magnets? We don't know what else they would respond to. Cleopatra was into this. Oh, yeah. She wore a magnet on her forehead. Uh, some say to bed, others say just all the time. One way or another, she wore it on her forehead to maintain her uh, beauty in her skin, was the thought. I bet she made that w- look work, though. I bet by the well, end, you know of, she did. By the end of the year, everybody was wearing magnets. Couldn't even find one. Which I wonder what the magnets really looked like at the time, because we're talking about pieces of rock. It's just things they found, right? They probably didn't know how to make magnets. No, I'm not. I mean, it's not like something that says, like, Everything's great in Oklahoma or whatever. <laughs> I'm fairly <laughs> sure. Say. I'm fairly sure. Moreover, how did she get it to stick to her head? <laughs> did they? Well, they have glue too. Man, this is I a great know. country. I, I, I'm some, surprised they didn't invent some more sort stuff. of band. Perhaps there sweat was band. Also... Her everything's great in Oklahoma sweatband. She's so attached. <laughs> her everything's great in Oklahoma magnet. And sorry, is it everything's great in Oklahoma? Everything's great in Oklahoma. Just to clarify, they did not go with okay. They, they said everything's <laughs> great in Oklahoma is what the magnet said. If you were to read the magnet that you came up with. <laughs> How long was I, this day? Were this... you at the DMV for longer than me, like before I got there? Look, I don't design magnets. I never claimed to be a magnet expert. <laughs> I don't know. Oklahoma, are you looking for a state motto? Maybe try it out. Maybe try everything's great. <laughs> do you know what's do you know what's better than okay great 
great is yeah finally there's they're going for the gusto <laughs> oh crap uh some people said she wore it to help her sleep and then there's this great theory that i read based on that that ooh, perhaps it stimulated the pineal gland to release one of justin's favorite substances melatonin yeah i take that every night i do not know of any research that says magnets will force you to release more melatonin mm-hmm. or that melatonin is magnetic in any way but that was one theory it was also in the same time period the romans were advising it for gout uh, magnets for uh, eye diseases the french were using it for headaches soon thereafter but one of our favorite medical figures throughout history my boy plenty plenty he had something to say about it plenty said you know what plenty the elder plenty the elder yeah not the younger don't don't get it he's john twisted I don't know what Plenty the Younger did, but it wasn't as impressive. You can read about that. I'm sure it's on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so Plenty the Elder said, you know, maybe we could actually, instead of just holding magnets against our bodies and hoping that they're doing something internally, what if we pulverize some of these magnets? So again, we're just kind of talking about stone and then put it all over any burns we have. Ugh, I don't, I mean... Sure, you could try it, Plenty. I don't know what you're going for. I don't know. There's no evidence that pulverized magnets are good treatment for burn burns. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't use that on burns. But that was Plenty's idea. It was at least original. Yeah. But when we're talking about the history of magnets, in the 16th century, it was a Swiss physician, Paracelsus, who really uh, kind of made magnets popular and it was in a, in a lasting sense that uh, keeps it around today. Okay. So he brought it back into style, using it for, I mean, all kinds of different diseases. Uh, everything that it had been used for before, mainly pain complaints. Again, just by putting you know pieces of lodestone up against your body in different places that hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you could uh, crush it up and put it in some water and then drink it. Oh, that seems like that could be really unhealthy. That does seem like a really bad idea. And that was the treatment for poisoning. (laughs) Which seems like it would poison you. More, yeah. What with the magnet dust and everything. Right, you'd get more poisoned from it. You could um, also use that to cure baldness. Like a woolly willy? (laughs) Just drag it (laughs) up there? That's what I thought. Maybe you could hold a magnet over your head and wait for the hair to come up. Sure, yeah. Or muscle spasms. That would hopefully be a topical application and not something you would drink. Yeah. But I, I think the less magnets we can drink, the better. He threw in there, too, uh, ulcerations, diseases of the bowel and uterus in internal as well as external disease, which pretty much covers all disease, I think. Mm. Diseases either internal or external. I don't know of a third option. No. Spiritual? <laughs> Spiritual disease. The in-between disease, the middle Middle, I don't know. That's it. So the way he thought that they worked is that they were qu- we're kind of moving into like the humors now. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, we've been in the humor. I should say this. By this point, we are well into humor theory. But instead of the idea that it just pulled disease out of the body, we thought magnets could kind of push fluids around to balance out the humors. Mm-hmm. So one popular use that Paracelsus advised was for hysteria. Which we've established in previous episodes is not 
necessarily a thing that no. exists and is real. No, it wasn't a thing. It was a name used, and there's a whole episode we did on this, but just to remind you, hysteria was a term we used for women behaving any way that men didn't think they should behave. It was to keep your rumoring in line, basically. Yes. When your rumoring got out of line. <laughs> you're, when you're what now? When you're rumoring. You're rumoring. Women got out of line. Are you okay over there? You give them a... a uh, uh, hysteria diagnosis. Why don't you drink some magnets and <laughs> straighten that out over there? Okay. So the reasoning behind hysteria was that your uterus is moving all over the place and just driving you crazy. Get back here, uterus. So you could use a magnet both above and below the uterus, like one up around your head and one kind of between your legs and use them to position the uterus back back where it needed to be. Like many popular fair games. <laughs> That's what I thought. Is he like that? Or maybe like a challenge on Double Dare, like a physical <laughs> challenge? Like, you <laughs> have a giant body and there's a uterus floating around, and one kid's on the top with a magnet, and the other kid's on the bottom, and they're trying to pull the uterus into place. Mark, kids that can get the uterus back into place are going to go home with a Sony Walkman. <laughs> I was, oh, I was hoping for the Casio keyboard. And a Casio keyboard also. <laughs> All right. Can I get BK Knights? And PK Knights and a trip to space camp. This is the best episode ever. They're never going to make it, though. They won't. They're going to get stuck on that, trying to find the uterus in that giant waffle. (laughs) They're never going to make it up that slide. That's the problem. So you could use it for hysteria. You could also use it. Let's say somebody has epilepsy. Mm -hmm. They thought it had to do with too much fluid of some sort in the brain. So you could use it to kind of push fluid out of the brain again. I guess this isn't a particularly dangerous treatment if you consider some of the other stuff that was going on at the time. We could do worse, and yeah. we have, and oh, we will. Oh, much worse. <laughs> because you're just holding magnets above the head, like, get out of there, fluid, fix the seizures. Uh, the court physicians for Elizabeth I and uh, later on Charles II both used magnets uh, on their royal clients, as well as uh, wrote texts recommending them for the general public. Super fashionable. Mm-hmm. So they use them for pain and for sleep, for inflammation, also for bleeding. Again, so I'm not sure <laughs> that that would work. I wonder at the time, though, if you if you pulverize something and kind of make it into a powder, if it's some kind of stone, and then you've got an open wound that's bleeding and you just put it in there, you're going to absorb some of that. I mean, maybe they were stopping bleeding. I mean, but part of it could have just been pressure. Yeah. Put all this stone here and then wrap this bandage around it, hold it into place. Yeah. If your control group is just a guy bleeding, like <laughs> it's certainly certainly going to be better than that, dude. Anybody who didn't die from any kind of wound was pretty much a success story back then. <laughs> it's like, you lived, we win, magnets. We magnets, that was it. The whole time we figured it out. Close uh, the books on medicine. There was a German physician later who advised that you mix it with milk. Uh, any kind of magnetic like dust that you could make into a fluid, so put it in some water, dissolve it, or just dilute it, mix it with milk, and drink it for edema. So mm. swelling, which I think I'd rather just be swollen, personally. It seems like we don't get particularly creative with magnets. It's sort of like crush it up, eat it, rub it on you. We think they're magic. Maybe they are. <laughs> or we don't just like do something with magnets. We really had no idea other than that they seemed really cool, and so we really wanted them to have something to do with medicine. Right. That makes perfect sense. 
there were two physicians, Stokes and Bell, who were pretty famous for a variety of Bell's palsy, for instance, Cheyenne Stokes respirations. You don't know these references. There are no. people out there who get them, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, they've congrats, got... Congrats, you two. They've got stuff named after them. They're famous. Got it. So they treated... I like this because they treated one patient's shoulder pain, this is in their literature, with a 20-pound magnet, and they thought that that cured it. I just love the idea of two like really famous brilliant physician standing there with a 20 pound magnet on some guy's shoulder just like hold still way this will work you're gonna this'll feel so work. much better i do feel better now that you've taken the magnet off because it weighed 20 pounds <laughs> hold still around the same time uh we've already done an entire episode on him so i'll just throw in there one of the most popular proponents of magnetism was mesmer oh mesmer creator of, of the the thinnest excuse for a Dirty, dirty orgy who ever lived. <laughs> a lot of his theories with, I mean, he tried magnets, just using them on people. And then he also put people in magnetized baths. And we talked about that. But this this made it a lot more popular. And in the U.S. in the 1880s and 1890s, of course, this was the patent medicine era. So we're talking about all kinds of uh, product opportunities with magnets. Mm-hmm. So as magnets spread across to the U.S., we were basically putting them into any kinds of jewelry or clothing, anything you could wear, hats, shirts, pants, dresses, anywhere we could fit a magnet. underwear, anywhere you could put a magnet, put it in there, put a magnet sell it, it to people. Uh, there was one magnetic outfit that was sold at the time in Collier's that had 700 magnets sewn into it in various places. I, I saw Lady Gaga wearing that at the VMAs. Oh, Lady Gaga would totally wear she that. She would totally wear an <laughs> outfit made of magnets. There was also in 1890, uh, Daniel David Palmer opened Palmer School of of Magnetic Therapy in Iowa. It's a short, it's a short program where he walks to the front of the class and says, "Ow, put a magnet on it." Everybody goes, "Oh, oh okay. okay, that'll be three hundred dollars." Here's your diploma. If you've ever heard the name Daniel David Palmer, it's because he later went on to invent chiropractic medicine. Abandoned the magnets. He he started with a magnetic school, and then he built a chiropractic school onto it, and then eventually said, "You know, I don't know that this magnet thing is working so well. Maybe I should stick with the thing <laughs> I that get works." Out of the magnet game. I'm going to stick with chiropractic medicine. So that that's the inventor of chiropractic medicine, which is kind of neat. Uh, in the 1940s, so we're moving way into the future. Uh, magnet therapy became very popular in Japan, and that that is really where a lot of the Research that was done and a lot of what is popular today kind of started. They started using it in conjunction with acupuncture and then on its own, putting magnets in knee pads, shoulder pads for various pain complaints. That's where we started to see all the magnetic bracelets and necklaces that you probably you can find online. I found ads for them the entire time I was trying to research this topic. Every page had an ad for a magnetic bracelet. I'm going to be getting those forever now, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of emails. I should have researched it on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> so how did how did we use them, Sid? Well, I'd love to tell you about that, Justin. But unfortunately, you're going to have to visit our billing department again first because you owe us a pretty hefty sum. Wow. That education really adds up. All right, let's head over to the billing department real quick. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier 
than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette. The palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. All right, that's it. I've paid my dues. Sydney, how how do magnets work? I guess. <laughs> How, how, do, did, how do we use magnets more accurately? Yeah. Let's try that. So you want to know how we use magnets? Well, there's... Because nobody actually knows how magnets work. P.S. We can all have a hearty chuckle at our friends in the Insane Clown Posse. Mm-hmm. If I were to sit you down and say, hey, how do magnets work? Actually spell it out for me. 95% of you would say, well, you know, metal and the <laughs> North Pole. And I have the things go- that circle around so other there's things. There's a little imaginary and- picture of a lightning bolt I've seen in diagrams. Uh, I think there are people with degrees in physics who I'm know how I'm saying there are work. people. I'm saying that by and large, we don't. We, we're too hard on I'm saying on that when I was in college in undergraduate studies and I took those classes, I understood how magnets work, but I'm a biology major and I'm a doctor and so I've conveniently forgotten. Okay, smarty pants. Tell me. <laughs> so tell I'll me. tell you about fake magnet medicine. Tell me. So 
there are static magnets and that is what you're largely seeing if somebody's trying to sell you like a magnet bracelet or oh, a, a mattress lined with magnets that's out there you can buy those sure a mattress lined with magnets what they're talking about are static magnets so basically what they're saying is you're going to put this magnet on a part of your body or you're, they're going to embed it in like a band or something like a little encapsulated magnet that you'll wear or that you'll lay on or that you'll lay on you and it's going to apply some sort of force to your body to improve what they usually say is blood flow and circulation. That's usually what you'll read is they're trying to improve blood flow to that part of the body. Now, to give you a, like an idea of how strong these magnets are, they were and these are the things that are commercially sold. So the strength of a magnet can range anywhere from 200 to 10,000 gauss is the unit that you measure the magnets in, and 10,000 Gauss equals a Tesla. The point is, for a good reference, all those magnets on our fridge, so your usual fridge magnet, is about 200 Gauss. Okay. So that's about how strong that magnet is. So now you have a gauge. The magnets that you use in all these commercial products in medicine are somewhere between 400 and 800 Gauss, usually. So like four fridge magnets. Yes. Two to four fridge magnets. Two to four frig- fridge magnets of strength. <laughs> all right. Uh, as you can imagine, Seems that like doesn't... Seems just use that as a measurement instead of all this Gauss nonsense, but fr- go ahead. Fridge magnets. Yeah. How many everything's great in Oklahoma magnets <laughs> <laughs> do you have to use to cure your headache? So some some of the magnets are unipolar, which can be confusing. I don't actually mean they only have one pole. I mean they have one pole at one end and one pole at the other, so a north and a south end. Okay. Which seems like it should be bipolar to me, but it's not. It's not. Bipolar magnets are like a sheet of magnet that have alternating north and south poles all across them. So the current is weaker because they're next to each other. Okay. You get that? Got it. Uh, These are done at home. These are commercially sold. And again, the the theory is that they're going to attract the blood flow based on the iron and your hemoglobin and your blood and you're going to pull blood towards things. But as okay, so does it? I mean, does it? Well, when you stand close to the fridge, <laughs> I feel. Do you feel the pull of your I blood? I mean, I feel better, like moving but usually in that because direction? I'm about to get something out of the fridge to consume it. Well, imagine how many magnets are on our fridge. If you like got close enough, and this made sense, it should like suck the blood to like the front of your body, like to your hand as you reach for the fridge. Your hand should become engorged with blood. I, I do get excited right before I open the fridge, but I think it's just fat kid jitters. <laughs> what Aww. am I going to get? I don't know. I have three kinds of cheesecakes in here. We do. We do have three we kinds. We got to hurry. I got to get to that cheesecake. Yeah. Pregn- pregnancy has its benefits. <laughs> there's also there's also uh, more complicated magnets that they use, moving magnetic fields and something called pulsed electromagnetic therapy, which is sort of related to this, but actually kind of real in some settings so i'm not going to get into that okay but there's related therapies uh such as that that uh, that and transcranial magnetic stimulation that use magnets similarly but not exactly the same so most of what you're buying over the counter or online are these static magnets and there is so the evidence for this is that they do not work in any way the evidence is that there is not evidence the evidence is that there is not evidence uh they're not strong enough to attract iron in your blood there's no effect on blood flow and circulation whatsoever there's been subjective evidence of pain relief so people have they've done small studies and said yeah i think i might feel better with this magnet on but the problem is a lot of the studies are very small they're not well randomized so there are differences between the study groups that could account for their differences in results 
They're also not well blinded, which means that so, you know, if you give somebody a placebo pill Mm -hmm. and you give the other group the real pill, most of the time they can't tell which one they're taking. Right. Right. Because it's just a pill. Because, yeah, it's just a pill. Well, most people can figure out if a magnet's real or not. (laughs) Oh, that's true. If you send them home with a magnetic bracelet, they could probably piece together if it's really a magnetic (laughs) bracelet. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a very good point. Which really throws off the results. So are any of these really blinded studies? That's a, that's a good point. A fa- yeah, magnets hard to fake. So there's not really good evidence. Like I like I mentioned, there are these things, pulsed electromagnetic fields that can help in the healing of fractures. Uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation is now approved by the FDA for depression and migraines, although that's still controversial. The important thing you need to know about this stuff is that if there is somebody online who's trying to sell you something to create an electromagnetic field, don't buy it. None of this stuff is for home use. It's not strong enough. It's fake. All the things. Or somebody on Shark Tank trying to get a deal. Yes, exactly. Like the guy on Shark Tank. That stuff's not real. I'm not saying that there aren't uses for this in the medical field, and I'm not saying that there isn't research that's ongoing that shows some possibilities. But the stuff you're buying on the internet is not real. Don't do that. So don't buy it. I mean, it's real and then it's physical and tangible, but like it's not going to help. No, if you're buying something that says pulse electromagnetic field something and that they have evidence that it works to heal fractures, yes, but not what they're selling you online. I mean, it's not going to hurt you, right? No, that's the thing about magnets is that do they hurt you? No. I mean, how do they hurt you? You waste your money. If you're using them in place of other treatments, they do hurt you. And that's one thing the American Cancer Society would like to remind you. There are people out there who will tell you that it cures cancer. Bad, bad people. And it does not. It does not cure cancer. There's no proven benefit. They're probably harmless unless you're using them in place of real cancer treatment. Right. Um, There is one funny thing I found. A magnetic water wand. How does that work? So it's a stainless steel wand with a ball on one end. And then you just kind of stir it around in your cold water for 10 minutes. And then you drink the water. Okay. It fixes your allergies. <laughs> Does it? No. No, it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't. I mean, obviously it doesn't, but... But f- people who are fans of it like to point out that it is stainless steel, which is gorgeous. <laughs> it's fully stainless steel, which also accounts for the fact that it was like 14 pounds or so. Oh, my God. Which is a UK product, so... Not in weight, in price. Listen, we monetary unit. We try to not, like... We try to not harp too hard on modern uh, like things that people are still doing because we don't want this to be a controversial show. It should be fun for everybody to listen to. But like, you have to take a moment when you're using magnets the exact same way that people used them 3,000 years ago. Like, I don't know, put a magnet on it. You have to take stock. You have to just take out like a second to say like, wait a minute. It seems like we're just kind of guessing, like those old dead dudes did. (laughs) And this is usually it. If people are trying to sell you something before there's evidence for it, that's not how medicine works. We prove that something works first, and then we start actually, you know, prescribing it and charging money for it. We don't sell it on the internet in mattresses and bracelets and 700 magnet suits. And then figure out if it works or not. That's not how science works. So the stuff online is largely fake. There are some studies that show maybe there's more to magnets than we knew. But it's not as simple as taking a fridge magnet and putting it on your tennis elbow. It's obviously much more complicated than that. And hopefully we all know that the human body is a little more complex than than being affected by a refrigerator magnet. 
We would hope. Now, we certainly do use MRI machines today, which do use magnetic fields to take very detailed pictures of the body. So That's that is a, different. Well, it's a diagnostic technique. And maybe someday I'll be saying, you know what? We found that there are electromagnetic fields that really cure this, that, or whatever. But right now, we don't have that evidence. And again, the stuff you're buying online is not going to help. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, it's been such a treat. I want to take a quick second to tell you folks, if you're a fan of MaxFun at all uh, and the stuff we're doing, MaxFun is putting on a cruise for the second time. It's their... uh, uh, Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. This is the second one. They had a great time last year. They're going to set sail from Port Canaveral uh, for three nights uh, in the Bahamas on July, yeah, July 25th to the 28th. They've got a ton of great people uh, that are going. Greg Bernhardt, uh, W. Kamal Bell, Chris Fairbanks, Mosh Kasher, Karen Kilgariff. Sorry, my screen's a little tilted here. Let me tilt it back there. Kyle Kinane. Natasha Laguerra, Morgan Murphy, John Roderick, like a ton of people. And there's like a pub quiz and there's shuffleboard and there's a ton of fun. I mean, we won't be there because. Stupid baby. We will be expecting the imminent birth of our child. Is there anything this baby can't ruin? Go over to head <laughs> over to boatparty.biz and uh, get your tickets now because it's going to be a blast and you'll have a lot of fun. Trust us. Don't miss out. I think it's going to do it for us. Go to iTunes. Yeah. Go to iTunes if you want to review our review show. Our Thanks, show. everybody, who's been tweeting about us on yes, Twitter. you're great. And everywhere else where you tweet. Yeah, every, wherever <laughs> you're putting your tweets. That you're tweeting. If it's not on Twitter, you're probably doing it wrong. Uh, yeah, that's a common, <laughs> common uh, little tech advice. <laughs> Grandma, if it's not on Twitter, well, never mind. We'll talk about it at it dinner. Ain't a tw- <laughs> if it ain't on Twitter, it ain't a tweet. That's my new slogan for Twitter. We're we're really we're crashing know, it today this with the slogans. Everything's great in Oklahoma. Seriously, brought ev- to you by Slawbones. Thank you so so much for listening. You're the best. Uh, and make sure you join us again next Tuesday for another episode of Slawbones. Until then, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.